Bring that bass up, Jerry. Keep playing. Welcome back to another episode of BC Banter Podcast. Here's your host, Brett Ryder. Welcome, welcome to episode 21, BC Banter on the Heights, the weekly Boston College podcast. Today we bring on probably the biggest fan of the men's basketball team, Damar Lankford Sr. It's really cool to be able to bring him on. Um, you know, he kind of gets into his background story and talks about his boys and how they ended up at BC. And to tell you the truth, man, thank God he did. Uh, we're going to get into it. But I think the biggest thing I took out of the interview was... Thank God that man broke his foot and he didn't go D1. <laughs> None of this would have happened. So very grateful for that. Very grateful for DeMar. Um, awesome man. Stand-up guy. Uh, really insightful and really looking forward to you guys um, hearing this. So without further ado, here's DeMar. Let's get to it. You're the first person I asked. I was like, we got to get DeMar on here. Like, We got we to gotta get him talking because I feel like you're you know, more or less like the face of the fan base at this point, more or less, you know, there's a lot of negativity to it, but I would say you're, you're the one who's always bringing the positive thoughts whenever, you know, people are getting down. Like you're the guy who always comes in like, Hey, still BC versus everybody. Like, let's get it together. Absolutely. I, I will, I will co-sign that, man. It is, it's challenging. And, um, you know, you have ups and downs through everything. I'm a little older now, so a few years ago, when that wouldn't have been me, right? But um, you know, I, I know life has adversity and you gotta go through it together, man. Otherwise, uh, what do you have? You know, what I mean, this is a team thing, it's a team sports, a team game. And then you have individuals that are picking the team apart, but you guys have to be a team also. And the fan yeah. base, the fan base is the biggest part of everything, man. You see when we have fans in, in the crowd and they're going crazy, the energy is crazy. The guys play well. Um, so you can't have that online. And, and it's tough as as kids. These, these guys are kids and a lot of people forget that. Yes. Uh, when they're online and they're bashing them and, and, and yeah. the kids read that and it, it, it takes a toll on them mentally. And then if you're not in it mentally, you don't play well, then you wonder why they're not playing well. Just support them through the rough patches. Don't don't be a fair weather fan is what I say. Right. Is it is it tough for you, you know, being a father and seeing that? Like, does that add like an extra level? Just kind of like I guess seeing like the negativity and then in turn like seeing the team struggle. Like, does that is that like another added? Um it I try not to pay no mind. I mean, yeah. I, I respond to a lot of it just because. It is what it is. Like, nobody else is going to say nothing, I feel like. I feel like, why not? I'm going to stand up for the guys. And I stand up for the guys as a whole. It's not just my kids. I stand up for my kids, too. But sure. stand up for the guys as a whole, the coaching staff, everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard. It's tough. And um, we're in one of the best conferences in the world. And every night is a dog fight. And it's not going to be easy. So, you know, you got to support them through it, man. It, it, I definitely, I definitely take pride in standing up for the team. It's not like the team's not out there giving it their all or anything. You know, right. like, like when someone's knocking them, I start to think like, it's not like these guys aren't out there giving 110% every single night. Right. 
And a lot of the guys that do it, that are knocking them, probably never played the game right, right. At, all, at all, never mind at a high level. So that's the first yeah. part for me. It's like, hey, listen, don't knock somebody if you've never done it because you don't really have a, nothing to stand on, you know? Right. I did, uh, I did a little research on you, too. You were cold back in your day, I saw. Man, I love the sport, man. I'm, basketball is life for me. Um, yeah. everything everything is basketball for me so uh, that's pretty much my life I do have a, another job that I do which you know it's human services um I take I take care of adults with disabilities but everything okay. else everything else that I do is basketball um yeah I was I was really good I was really talented I put in a lot of hard work um I'm I'm a I'm an athlete I, I played above the rim um I didn't I didn't score a thousand points on record, but I bounced, but I bounced around. I was in New Bedford. Mm. I was, I grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, by the way. So I was in New Bedford and I was in uh, Worcester and then I went to Winchester prep school and I figured those three stops, I probably had a thousand points, but did they keep track yeah. of it back then? No. So I was just a high flyer, man. I was um, the athlete. I played defense. I was, I was, I wasn't going to let you score on me. I took pride in that. And then I'm stealing the ball and I'm going down the other end. I'm dunking on your head and, <laughs> we'll keep it and we'll call it that but my wife ah my wife is a thousand point scorer in high school and a thousand points okay Ooh, she holds that bragging right over you absolutely do you remind her that they just didn't <laughs> keep track no well she couldn't jump over a piece of paper though so they get, <laughs> they get, the, they get the athleticism for me so i just i just go with that <laughs> well part of her game is in the in the boy um but she was a point guard true point guard yeah and ironically both of them have been playing point guard point guard yeah they're sharing, yeah. They're sharing the duties pretty much so i mean pretty much that um and she could shoot she could shoot the ball and you know shooting is it I, it's not something that you're born with it's something that you develop and it just happens over time you know what i mean like um and I think they're putting in the work and yeah. they are becoming better shooters. That's the one, yeah. that's the one, um, that's the one niche uh, or, the, or not niche. That's the one, what do you call it? That's the one shot that everyone takes at these two, my two boys is the shooting. The shooting could mm-hmm. be better. Shooting could be better. Shooting could be better. Yeah. But they're doing everything else. Right. And right. if that's the only thing that, that they're having a hard time with, that's something that can be fixed. You can't teach heart. You can't teach. There's a lot of things you can't teach, right? Um, a shot is something that can be taught. I'll put defense in the bucket as something that just kind of is like, you know, about heart and kind of comes with them. And that's definitely something that they have. Both of them are gritty on defense. And you're right. Shot is something that you just put the hours in the gym, you know, sure. have you know, have someone work with. You know, you're absolutely right. That's something that can get improved. Absolutely. And defense, too. So me and me and the wife actually great defenders. So they get that from us. So she was. Yeah. She led her team in conference in steals, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Did you guys? Did you guys meet in college? So, uh, officially, yes. But yeah. we, we knew of each other since high school. Both from Worcester. Both grew up in Worcester, and um, I went to North High School, and she went to Bronco High School, and we okay. were we was rivals at the time. And mm-hmm. you know, I would bust her guys' team down, and she would bust my yeah. girl down <laughs> they were really good too no 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 you know it is what it is a rival so yeah um, and then 
you know, I would be like, man, she she kills us every single time, man. And um, then I went away to Winchester Prep School, came back and ended up at uh, Worcester State, get into that story a little bit more, but ended up at Worcester State where she was already. Okay. And then, you know, I was I was the best on the, on the Worcester State team. She was the best on the Worcester State team. And I, I took my shot. Yeah. Shoot or shoot, baby. That's right. And look at us now. <laughs> hey. When you so when you were coming out of Winterton, is it Winterton? Winchin, Winchin Den. Winchinton, yeah. Actually, the I, I I'm from Dedham. So there was a kid okay. from Dedham that went there a couple okay. years back. But yep. um so when did you get hurt at when did you were there? Yeah, that's a tough, it's a tough uh, subject here. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry, no, me. We don't. No, no, no. Listen, this is just life, man. This is and like I said, yeah. adversity is. It made me who I am. And if and if it didn't happen, we wouldn't be here because I would have moved. Right. Away. I would have. I would have moved away somewhere. I would have never met my wife. Never had. Yeah. Husband, you know, the story would have been different. Um, mm. but yeah. So what happened was senior night. Um, had about five guys. So I had already graduated from high school. I did a post-grad year at Winterton. So I had about five guys that were seniors. I was one of them. And the three or four other seniors were guys that didn't really play much. Yeah. Right? So he's like, boom, 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 and me. And that's just the way it went. It was, I'm not blaming it on that, but um, it was senior night, last game of the, last home game. You know how that goes? Uh I go up to grab a rebound, grab the rebound, come down, and Scott Hample, he's, uh, he was about seven foot one and had a size 16, 17 or whatever, and I came down on his foot. So after I grabbed the rebound, I came down on his foot and I heard it. Ah, rolled over, man. Um, yeah, fractured my ankle. I sat out the playoffs. We won every game to the championship played the championship game in at Worcester Academy where I happen to be from um against New Hampton I think I think they're from Virginia if I'm not mistaken New Hampton and lost by one point oh and I didn't play and I didn't play I, I tried I tried to go the Scott Spinelli was my coach really Scott Spinelli was my head coach at the time. So, uh, yeah, Full he, circle. yeah, he recruited me. So he, uh, I twisted my ankle, man, broke it. I, I tried to go, I tried to go through the layup line. I was going in the layup line off, off my good foot and on my good foot. And then right, right before the buzzer sounded to go into the game, I said, well, I got to try to jump off both feet. I can't do this the whole game off one foot and on landing on the same foot. So I tried to jump off of it. I heard it crack. Hmm. I was like, coach, I'm not going to be able to do it. I was average, I was starting, I was averaging about 10, 15 points easy. I was the defensive, I was the defensive catalyst. We lost that game by one point and how we lost it. And then we can move on to the because this you could tell this is a sensitive topic, how I'm going on about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're up two. Five seconds left to go on the game. Ball down the other end of the court, passes it in. Below the below the free throw line, he takes like a one dribble, maybe two. Nothing but net. 
that's how we lost the championship. So, so that was a rough patch. And like I said, I was getting recruited by um, George Washington, Marquette, oh. um, Georgia Tech, St. John's at the time. And right as soon as I broke my ankle, I wasn't highly touted. As soon as yeah. I, as soon as I broke my ankle, they scattered. Like, mm. so I ended up coming back here and, you know, you know, the rest of that story What's the state. Yeah. So, I mean, so you've had, but you've had experience like with the whole recruiting thing. So like when your kids started getting recruited, you kind of knew what time it was going into that then. Not at that level, but okay. yeah. Not at yeah. that level. I was getting letters and I was in people yeah. would come into the games and they would talk to me after the games, but it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't take an official visits or any of yeah. that. I didn't get to that point. Um, yeah. But at that level, the recruiting that, that I went through with my boys, was a whole different level of recruiting. I mean, Makai was top 50 in the nation, top 10, yeah. in, top 10 in this position. I mean, I mean, he had Louisville, he had, he had UConn, he had, bc at prov like it was we could have went on a million visits a million yeah but i mean that leads to the question how'd you guys end up on bc yeah so as far as you want me to touch on makai first well yeah 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 Yeah. go into actually go into if you wouldn't mind could like the i guess they're behind like him going to providence first can we speak on that for a second yeah so because that's interesting to me yeah so how it went was Makai had his top three, and it was Louisville, UConn, and Providence. And me as a dad, I'm giving him advice, but I'm also letting him know you make your own decision. But this is my advice. This is what I this is what I would do if I were you, right? Um, Patino. Patino had a reputation, but if he went and played for Patino and Patino got on the podium afterwards and said, This kid reminds me of uh terry who do you have who was the terry uh terry rosier terry rosier if he said this kid reminds me of terry rosier makai's to the league based off of right. that alone pretty much right. Right? so right. you know i want the best for my son so i'm like oh, bro if i was you i would do louisville then louisville had that whole thing happen with them and the patino thing that happened which everybody knows about i don't want to touch yeah. on because i don't know too much about it right <laughs> so um so that happened uh patino leaves so all right, what's next? UConn. Okay, so we go visit uh, unofficial to Providence prior to that, and then we do an official at UConn. Um, after the official to UConn, Makai's like, I think this is where I want to go. I said, well, we kind of can't beat it. A lot of guards have come out of there and went pro, Kai. And you got Kevin Ollie, who spent yeah. 14 years in the league as a point guard. It's your position. Yeah. I said, I mean, what do you want to do? He said, I'm going to commit. He waited till my wife's birthday, committed to UConn. While we're, while he's there, everything's good. No, while he commit, after he committed, everything's good. And then um, his the guy who recruited him got fired. And Makai's looking at me like, we heard it like online. And I'm like, what? He got, well, he's, he's gone? So then we spoke to Ollie about it. And he's like, yo, what happened? And why wasn't this like transparent? Like we should have known about this. This is a guy that recruited him. This could change the dynamics for Makai when he gets there. And yeah. long story short, I we left it up to Makai again. Um, he decommitted. Ollie get Ollie gets fired too, by the way. Yeah. All right. We went on a few visits. 
Makai, what do you want to do? You want to go on some more visits here? I mean, we're drained at this point. Yeah. A lot of visits, a lot of should have been this, should have been that. What do you want to do? He was like, well, I did like the Providence visit and, you know, Cooley said a lot of good things. And all right, well, then let's go back on an official there. So we went on an official there. Um, committed there. That's how that's how he ended up at Providence. That's that story. So yeah. Um you want me to touch on what do you want me to touch on? You want to touch on the that that experience? Yes, because because I know you have been vocal about it. Um, especially so he he was under Skinner. And when I used to go to Al Skinner's basketball camp during the summer, so I I don't know him personally, but he was like a summer coach to me for many years. So I always thought he was a great guy. And when they were talking about bringing him in after Christian, I was all for it. And then I seen, you know, the stuff when you were talking about it on Twitter and I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, wait a second. Like, okay. Like what, what, what's really going on here? Like what's, what's, what's behind the mask almost. Okay. So this is my experience and everybody got their own experience. Um, first, let me start with this. Ed Cooley, Ed Cooley is a great coach, right? He's a great recruiter, phenomenal recruiter. And he's a great coach. I mean, they, they won the, the big East championship last year. Yeah. Yeah. Just recently. And they're doing phenomenal right now. I mean, they're ranked, they're doing great. So can't take nothing from them as a coach, right? Um, and basketball is a business. And I did basketball for the love. And I'm just taking, I'm, I'm going to take my personal stuff and, and interject it before I answer. Yeah. That. I did. Ba- I do basketball for the love of the game, right? At this level, basketball is a business. Right. And we kind of learned that the hard way. And like I said, everything is adversity. So Kai had to go through some adversity. And while I was kind of up in arms about the situation, when the situation was happening as a dad and wanting the best for my kid and seeing my kid go from top 30 in the nation and top 10 in this position to barely playing, it was it was frustrating for me to watch that happen, right? So um, really what happened is they didn't see eye to eye for whatever reasons there was, you know, I'm not there every day. So I'm not getting the whole scoop. And that was frustrating to me as a dad. Like, I just, I feel like I should have been in a loop a little bit more as to what was going on because as my son, I could have probably fixed whatever he was doing or not doing to be on the court. Right. And give him some advice, but there's the more to the story. And the reason why I had a hard time with it is because there's a lot of things that were said that weren't done. And that was, that was my biggest issue with it. As far as I, as far as me getting involved, I just feel like I was trying to be transparent and trying to speak about what was going on and find out what was going on and it wasn't being communicated well. So then I took it to online and and said, this is my son, too many years in the gym, too many this, too many that. And then I got a call. Hmm. And now it's time to talk. And now I'm past, I'm past talking. Now. I just want to know, Makai, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay or do you want to go? And Makai made a choice to leave and, and transfer out. But he had to go through that to get to where he's at. Like you said, it was just a lot of adversity. There's adversity in life, right? Everybody has mm-hmm. adversity in yeah. life. 
this was Makai's adversity and he needed to go through this to get to where he's at now. And as much as I didn't agree with it and felt some kind of way about it back then, I kind of right here, right now, first time ever, I kind of want to publicly thank Cooley for putting this young man through some adversity early on yeah. so he could be the man that he is now. Yeah. Now he's a BC fixture. Hey, I think he had a great career at BC. And it's, he and did. It's not over. And it's not over because we got the ACC tournament. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. When we, as okay. We okay. But la last thing, and then I'll, I'll let Pete uh, take it back. But um, I've always, I, I, I say this quite a bit. If Makai was on those, early to mid 2000s bc teams he would go down or, i mean and he still will be known as like a bc a bc legend but i think he really would go down as like a sean Mar i think he would have he's like a sean marshall in my eyes like if he was on a better team and i hate to say it because i love bc but that's just the fact of the matters if he was on a and an NCAA tournament team every single year, he would be so much more revered because he's, he's got to be the most talented player that we've had in, in years. And he would be perfect on those teams. I, pre I appreciate that. And, and yeah. you think about all the turnover we've had, um, mm -hmm. you know, like he came there when Christian was there, the, the, that, that didn't work out that year. And then now the new coaching staff come in play different players boom 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 having to adjust i mean the kid is a point a true point guard he is i'm, I'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna tell you let me let me just get this off my chest <laughs> i seen this kid in vegas play against dennis smith jr when uh all three of the ball brothers win um no way yeah um there was so and they were just putting them up to a challenge the kid loves challenges right so it's like hey if you beat this kid you're gonna you're um ranking is going to just skyrocket and then he would go out there and he would and dust him off and then yeah. the game he was doing it his coach uh Vinny 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 Pastori from the Mass Rivals shout out to Vinny he would go he would just keep challenging him oh Makai this game you know this kid on this team this is this kid he's he's ranked this and he's projected to go here and da -da, he's an NBA player which Dennis Smith Jr. is an NBA player right now yeah all brothers, NBA players right now. Good NBA players. And I'm telling you, this kid was just dismantling him. And, and the sky is just the limit for this kid. And um, like you said, but he had consistency there. He had he had somebody who believed in him and was pushing him and challenging him. And he actually knew him. He had him for years. So he knew his yeah. personality. He knew how to get the best out of him. And um, he just, right now, he's just had so many just different moving parts where it's hard to get yourself established and like i was saying he's a point guard he's a true point guard but for the sake of the team he's been playing the two and doing a good job at it which that's not yeah. his normal position he's an undersized two which he's not he's a oversized point guard hmm. yeah so what do you and think he, showed he can score from there one more time no, I, I was gonna say what's you, you you talked about like kind of the the history and where and how we got to where we are today. What what do you think's next for him? Oh yeah, um, Makai's a pro, man. Hundred percent. Makai's a pro, and, and he can do. He can do. He his the sky's the limit for him. It's about opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. I know a kid. No, I know a kid named Jalen Adams. You guys heard of Jalen Adams? Yeah, he ended up going to UConn. 
He played, he played at Mass Rivals prior to Makai playing there, right? Very talented kid. He's overseas. I think he belongs in the NBA. Uh, Traymond Waters, him and Makai, yeah. him and Makai used to have wars. Um, he 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 was to the league. And, and all these guys, Makai has played in. I don't want to say he's like just tortured them because they're talented kids. I don't want to say he's torched them. I want to say he's clearly held his own and he was younger than most of them. Right? He's an October baby. So so we pushed him up like he was playing up when he was like a baby baby. So he had the experience. Um, He's a pro. He could go. He can go overseas. He can go to the G League. He can get drafted. I think all of those options are on the table for Makai. It's what he does right now from this point on to the end of the season to the, and then hopefully we can have a postseason. And, um, mm-hmm. and then what he does in the off season, it's about the work he puts in from head from this time to that time is going to determine what level of professional ball he plays. I mean, I'm definitely excited to see what's next. I appreciate it. Me too. So shifting gears from Makai uh, to Demar. Um, you talked about how you know Makai's story of getting to BC. What's um Demar's? Was it was it was it the brotherly connection there? Was that was that enough to push him over the edge? Ironically, so. Um, so <laughs> just backing up just a little bit, right? High school wise, Makai was. We told we said what he was in high school. Boo was a, like a a kind of a late bloomer. Mm. So he he was he was always really good and he was really talented, but he didn't really and both of them were football players first. Really? They both they both love football and they're both super talented at football. Well, we'll leave that there. Um so Boo was like he was like, you know, Makai was just kind of dominating basketball at the time. And Boo was like, well, football's my thing. And so he ended up being a late bloomer basketball wise. Mm-hmm. Um but once he's got rolling, he got rolling. So the fun, the ironic part of it is high school wise, you no know, prep school, they both went to prep school route to get prep schools to, to, to bite on boo. We kind of use Makai a little bit like, Hey, this is his younger brother. It's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. Just you know, I mean? got the gene. You know what I mean? Boom. Right. Yeah. Then that's how he ended up at Putnam, won them a, 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 sta- a state title, national championship. And then Brewster won them one too. Um, and then when Makai had his stint at Providence and was transferring out, it was almost like we it switched the 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 roles switched. It was like, well, everybody wanted Boo at that time. Yeah, so like hey, it's like two for one deal here. If you want yeah. Boo, you take Makai with you, right? Um, but that's not how it worked out. Boo almost committed to NC State. Really. So those were his top two, NC State and Boston. I remember College. that. Yeah, NC I remember State the graphic. NC State and Boston College was his top two. And like I said, I don't push my kids in no direction. So, you know, I told them what I suggested. And, you know, I did suggest BC. I said, you know, if you get to play with your brother, like hmm. it's, it's a chance of a lifetime. I said, selfishly for me, I, yeah. would, I would love for you to go there. I said, but you do what you want. The NC State mm-hmm. visit was phenomenal. Coaching staff, really? 
it was phenomenal. The coaching staff's phenomenal. They did a great job. And honestly, I was really nervous when he was deciding. They kind of played a trick on me because I thought I thought he was going to choose NC State. Yeah. Um, but he did choose BC, and it wasn't because I think his brother played a role in it, and a big role in it in his mind. But family-wise, we let him make his own decision. And yeah. That was his final decision. He just said, hey, this is where I want to go. This is where I think I got the best chance of getting to the next level. So, so be it. I feel like looking back, and- I was just saying, I feel like just looking back on life, though, you're going to appreciate being able to play with his brother. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Brett. Go ahead. Absolutely. No, you're good. Uh, were him and Terrence Clark, rest in peace, by the way, were they were they the same year? They were. Yes. Yes, they were. And so they both did. They both graduated the same year. Yeah. And then Terrence went to Kentucky. Actually, I think Terrence might have been a year ahead of him because I think he might have been doing a post-grad year. Don't quote me. Okay. Though. I think that yeah. was I think that was Terrence post grad year where that was okay. Bulls senior year, but like I said, they're both Octo- Bulls in October baby too. Both McConnell, okay. they're both so Bull was a little bit younger, yeah, than than most kids. But I think he might have been a little bit older. I think Terrence might have been a little bit older to tell you the truth. Because I remember um, when Terrence Clark he had like his top four or five and he and he had bc on there and we were all gassed i think it was more so like a uh you know like just a nod to i think he was just doing us a favor more or less um it might have been but you got to imagine you know you got people and the people were probably they you know they want what's best for him like even even me me, think about it like i don't i didn't want my son to go all the way to louisville yeah play basketball but i thought that was the best decision for him in the yeah. life so you gotta imagine there was a lot of people that probably wanted him family that wanted him to stay at bc so they could see every yeah. game every single right. Home, right every home game but then there was other people probably in this family that were kind of like myself that were like well this is the best chance and opportunity yeah. for you to get yourself to the next level mm-hmm. and that's just is what it is at this point unfortunately yeah you know, so because even though we didn't when he tra- when he committed to Kentucky and we're like, well, we just got this DeMar Langford kid like this kid's a four star, too, from the same team. I'm like, all right, that that's that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, we're so excited, man. Now, nah, that was for me, for me and my family, man, me and my wife, man, this is a dream come true, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, because in reality, she should have played Division one. I should have played division one. Yeah. And if we would have, we would have been in separate directions. Yeah. This would never happen. So like I said, back to that, man, everything happens for a reason. That's full circle. Absolutely. That's really cool. I, all right. So here, this is a question that I, I, I alluded to a little earlier, but I, I want, I want your opinion on it. So is it tough sitting behind the opposing team's benches? Yes. <laughs> let's just, not, let's stop there. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm be honest with you. I didn't understand it at first. I love the seats, by the way. The seats, yeah, are, the seats, the seats are phenomenal. So I yeah, I get why they do it. Um, but I don't get why it's behind their bench. I just I, I almost wish they would just switch benches, but um, that used to be BC's bench like really? 10, 50, yeah, 10, 15 oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. that's that's weird. So I don't know why they switched, but the thing about it is 
I'm an active parent. Like yes, parents, yes. I'm, I'm 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 younger. I'm on the younger side of of being a, a parent of a grad fifth year fifth year senior, right? I'm, I'm yeah, four, years old. So I'm younger, and I think I'm younger than I really am. Anyway, we spoke <laughs> about that, right? And I and I and I I got a passion. I'm passionate, man. I'm passionate yeah. about the game. I'm an ex player. I'm a ref. I'm a coach. Basketball is my life. I live it. I I eat it. I breathe it. Um. I critique the refs a lot. I got to slow down with that, but <laughs> I break the code. I break the code of refing like every single night, like even, even when I ref, like, so even when I coach, I mean, so, you know, there's a little code of refing where you don't critique other refs and, but I don't, I don't agree with it. Like we're human. We make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like we make mistakes. Like it's not a secret society, like just fix it. So I do that. I do that. Right. And then let's start there. I, say something about the refs like, oh, that was a foul. Oh, that was a travel. And then I have uh, somebody chirping like around me saying, no, it wasn't. Or oh, shut up and sit down. And I'm like, like, who are you talking to? And so it creates that because I'm so passionate and I'm verbal and um, I speak my mind and I'm a grown man. And you're not going to tell me like do this and do that as a grown man. Like I'm, it's a free country. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm not being belligerent. I'm not yeah. yelling and cursing. Right. I'm, I'm just yeah. speaking my mind on what I see. And yeah. actually what I see is a lot of the times very spot on because I've been around the game for so long. And then I get other people, you know, putting their opinion and coming at chirping at me because I'm surrounded by the other teams, team their coaches, their their parents or whatever, and right in front of me, their fans are right around me and behind me. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I say is being, they're shooting shots back at me. And then I start to feel attacked and naturally I defend myself. And then guess what happens? People come over to me instead of going over to them. And that's the problem I have with it. Like, I'm not saying if I'm acting a kind of way, then yes, come come address me. But guess what? (laughs) But guess what? They, they need to be addressed. I'm we're sitting in the parent family section. Yeah. I don't want to be treated special, but I suggest you probably come to me and you probably should know who we are. We're in your building and say, hey, yeah. everything okay. What's going on? Yeah, man. I don't know this guy. And I would just tell you that this guy behind me, there was a guy behind me at the was it Syracuse, Syracuse game. I'm pretty sure. I don't don't quote me. Um and he told me, shut up. And I'm like, bro, who who are you? And so we had a back and forth. <laughs> we had a back and forth because I'm not taking that. And then yeah. and then the security came over and they questioned me. And then I'm like, yo, why don't you talk to this guy? Like, who I don't know who he is. He's telling me, shut up. I'm a grown man. I don't, I don't appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they talked to him. And he's not even supposed to be sitting there. He was not even <laughs> in the seat. He should have been over on the other side somewhere. So this is what I'm saying. I'm like, it, it's just, I don't think we should be behind yeah. opposing teams bench. You have no disrespect to anybody and I don't want to put anybody out there, but you have a lot of people that have played at BC, the, the, the graduates, the alum, they coming back. They're not going to be as passionate and as, as parents and family. 
Sure. But how about you put the alum and all them guys over there and put the family, because I see where the alum sit. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah. Alum sit yeah. right behind the bench. And, and so I, I'm not, I don't, that's just my opinion. And like I said, yeah. I have a strong opinion and I'm strongly opinionated. And that's just my opinion on it. I, I think it, if you get another parent in here, you want to recruit from Boston, right? Boston's Boston's a, a tough, tough place, tough area. You get some, yeah. you get some, Boston kids that are talented, they're going to be from the inner city of Boston. You get some Boston families in here for these kids and the same thing happens. It could be potentially be an issue. Not so much with me because I can, I mean, I can handle myself. I'm not belligerent. Right. I'm not belligerent. Right. But if you're going to recruit inner city kids in which, in my opinion, are the guys that go after they're tough, they're gritty, especially Earl. That's how, the way he coaches gritty. You want them tough, gritty kids. You're going to recruit them tough inner city kids, whether yeah. they're from DMV or from Boston or wherever they're from. You're going to get tough inner city families coming mm, to these yeah. teams and put them in the mix of the other team. That's tough. During the um the Albany game last year, which mm. we won't we won't get into it too much, but uh we me and Pete were at the game and we were sitting on the other side and I said, Yo, you see you see that dude, you get the Boston College shirt, he's over there yelling at the rest of the braids. He goes, Yeah, I said, So that's a Langford brother's dad. He said, Yo, really? I said, Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, listen, I I speak my mind, man. I, I don't know why the refs don't don't like my boys i feel like they don't like makai i don't know about boo i don't, I don't think boo gets it as bad i think that mm -hmm. for some reason maybe it's me maybe especially I need, last game maybe i need maybe yeah I need, maybe it's me maybe they're, I need they're taking it out on makai yeah maybe they can hear me uh, i sometimes i yell and i think they can't hear me but a lot of the times i wait till it's really quiet and then i give them <laughs> <laughs> i like your style i like your style i too like to wait for a quiet moment to shout something out <laughs> He, Listen. he aired out Matt Barnes one time. It was great. I'm so good. glad that he's gone. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Before we get to the next question, I would just like to say, reffing's a tough job. I'm a ref also. All I wish for and ask for is to keep it consistent. That's it. That's all you can do as a ref. I'm a ref. I make mistakes. And when I make mistakes, I don't intentionally find stuff to make up. But when there's an opportunity to make up for it i know i made a mistake and i know i made a mistake i do that and i every i don't have a horse in the race and i feel like we just don't get a fair shake man i feel like we don't get a fair shake for whatever reason it is i don't know what yeah. it is oh the bc men's basketball team and the refs i don't know what's going on but i just want a fair shake and let the players dictate the game what's uh what level what level do you ref um high school okay high school and then i do i do lower than that but i don't do higher than that yeah that's cool and yes, then sir. you're you coach jv do you still coach the jv team yes north high so yes my, my alma mater is north high what's the north high right I, I graduated okay. from there and i coach at north high the jv team yeah um we did we did really good this year um we finished we finished don't give me the line um, we lost three games. I think it was 12 and three, 12 and three. Okay. We did really well. Um, my varsity team is undefeated locally. We had this tournament in Florida. We lost two games. So we actually have two losses on our record, but it doesn't count towards the districts. Um, we're going to the districts 
as a number one seed around here. And we are very, very good. I, wow. will, I will say we have a chance to win the state championship and no public school from Western Mass has won a state championship. So we can make history this year. Put them on the map. Let's go north. Let's go north. Let's go north. <laughs> we on the we on we on the bandwagon with that now. Let's go. Let's go. Two more fans. Let's go. Has, has Boo been healthy all year? I'm I'm just asking like straight. Like I feel like he's been hurt all year. Like has he been healthy at all? He he hasn't been a hundred percent. Yeah. Like he hasn't been a hundred percent this whole entire year. He's been off and on, he's rough. He's roughing it. He's roughing it. Um, you know, he had the, an- the ankle injury earlier. Yeah. On. Um, he has little. Everybody's banged up though. I mean, but he has he has Nixon Max here, but um, he he's fine. He just has to get through some of these rough patches. Um, yeah. And just get back to being him. You know, he, I told you that there's a lot of um adversity in everybody's life he's faced some he's facing some adversity this year not only that um the position change and trying the p- different positions out he, he's never played the point guard position he's playing the point really guard. he's no he's never played the point guard position his whole career so his whole his whole life um and now you know he's, he's switching he's trying it out they're trying him out at it and he's doing the best that he can do um yeah, but he hasn't been 100% all year. Is that what you would like to see? Uh, that was one of the questions that I had was like specifically on DeMar. Like, I, you know, he's still growing as a player. Like, what, what are you, what are you uh, looking to see him uh, improve on the most? What's, what's he working on the most? Um, I would say that shot, the three-point shot. Mm. Yeah. And, and we could use it as a team, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, the three-point shot is, I think, is, is what he could uh, polish up polish up the most and if you're going to run the one you got to right up the handle the handle so the the handle and the, and the three-point shot it if, if you're going to run the one you got to run the one i mean you need handle anyway but if you're going to run the one the point guard the handle is the biggest thing got to bring that thing up the court and um he does well with it he does well with it but i think it the handle could be better and the three-point shot could be better but like i said those are things that you just need to put time in and be in the gym it's it's an easy fix do you like him at the one? Man, I think it's phenomenal because if he goes to the – that'll help him get to the next level. Right. It, I mean, this, his size and being a one, I think it's a phenomenal tool to have. Like, if he if he can go one and two – I mean, look at LeBron James, right? All right we know LeBron. I, I got him back here getting dunked on. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I'm a Celtics fan, right? <laughs> but he can play any position. So the yep. more positions you can play, the better. You're you're a, you're more of an asset to a team if you can play the one, two, three, and the four, all right? And I think Boo can play all of those positions. I think he can too, very well too. His his sailing is he, he's different. He's different, yeah. Size wise, like he's he's different already like he's he, i don't know i don't know where this came from i wasn't that big i'm i'm bigger now that i'm i mean i was like i was like this when going growing yeah. up um but my wife's side of the family they got a little so i think he got that from them but he got his height from me so it's like a perfect mixture but he's a he he's a freak of nature athleticism his aggressiveness i just want i that's the that's the thing i'm most impressed with him about is his aggressiveness 
his aggressiveness when he's locked in. Yeah. When he's locked in, his aggressiveness, he's a he's he's a different person. I could see it. I can I can tell you when he's at half court when something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. He gets that look in his eye. And then so I just want him to have that look in his eye more often. But like you said, he hasn't been a hundred percent. So but we'll see it more. We'll yep. see it more. Especially because like during the um ACC tournament last year, he he was a different man. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think we're gonna see this again this year. Um, okay. I think we're gonna see it again this year. And I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I think we're gonna see this from all of them. I think they're all gonna step it up. It's gonna go in with a chip on their shoulder, man. We took we we've had we've been bit by the injury bug. All year. We have. I mean, you know it. We know it. Anybody who's been watching and paying attention knows it. The people that don't and haven't, they don't. They don't know. They just think, "Oh, BC struggling." Yeah, we're struggling, but we haven't been fully healthy as a whole, no. pretty much all year. And there's gonna be some surprises again. Again, we surprised some people last year. We're gonna surprise some people again. I mean, they've consistently been down two starters the whole year. All right. I mean, if you look at the starting lineups, you can just you can just tell, like, okay, yeah. this is not. There's no hasn't been any consistency. So no. um, that's tough as a team and that's tough as, you know, as a coaching staff and it's, it's tough as players. It's like what, they don't know what's going to happen night in, night out. So but I think we've made the, the best of the situation and now we'll figure it out from here. Moving on. Do you think do you think they're heading in the right direction? I do. I do. I think they're doing a great job. I'm going to say this. I think they're doing a great job recruiting. I mean, look at mm-hmm. look at Chaz Kelly. Look at the flash he just showed, right? Like you know his potential, and and I, and I told his dad when we was out in uh, St. Thomas, uh, I just love the way he's like so under control for a young player, right? He's so under, he's so composed, like he he's not sped up. Like if you look at it, when a lot of people come in to, as freshmen, they just they're trying to do everything that they used to do in high school, and it's not happening because yeah. different speed, different athleticism. So he's just not sped up. He takes his time. But even Prince, look at Prince. Like, yeah, Prince came in and he's had flashes, but he's a freshman, right? So, but they're, yeah. doing, they're doing a great job building up for the future. And yeah, I think they're trending in the right direction, man. I 100% agree. I really like the building blocks that they have with their young players. Um, here's a t- here's a tough question for you, though. If you were a coach for a day, what would you do differently? Huh. If I were a coach for BC for a day. Yeah, yeah. If you, you're Earl Grant. Yeah, you're Earl. I would, I would push tempo a little bit more. Okay. I think they – I think we're, we're young. We're athletic. We're deep. We're deeper than we've probably ever been since I've since we've been here, since the Langford's been here. I think we're deeper than we ever been. So I know prior uh, teams didn't run because they're like, well, we only go six, seven deep. I think we can go a little bit deeper. Right. If we run up and down and that put puts pressure on the other teams. I don't think we're putting enough pressure on the other teams. I think they're too comfortable. I don't think the other teams spend enough energy on defense and then so they have all their energy for offense. That's why they're coming down, knocking three balls down at a high percentage on us because they have legs. 
But I feel like if we push it down their throats a little bit, and we don't have to run all the time. I'm not saying let's let's be a run and gun team. I'm saying we get a rebound, go. Hmm. Get a stale, go. Anytime there's an opportunity, go. And if you look at this last game, we were winning at the beginning of the game, right? And it looked promising for us. But if you go back and you look at the tape, we were running at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We were getting out. We were getting out and getting layups, getting fast breaks, getting stales, getting this. We were the aggressor. And then I feel like once we slowed down a little bit, that's when things took a turn. But let me say this. The other reason why I say that is because I know my boys. So I have a mm. kind of – I know my boy. That's their style of play. They like to get out and run. That's where they're the best. Makai's in the open court. My eyes light up. When he gets the ball and he's in the open court, my eyes light up. When Boo's in the open court, my eyes light up. Because I know either he's coming down and he might dunk on somebody – Always coming down, and you might dish to the open man, which is a wide open three from the corner, and it just builds mm-hmm. momentum. So yeah, I would run. I would run a little bit more. I feel like any team that's not a great three pointing, you know, shooting team really should be transition basketball team, just because that's where you get the layups, that's where you make the high percentage shots, is in the transition game. And mm-hmm. on top of it, their defense really is like the backbone of the team. Like if you were, are they offensive de- defense? So lots of steals, lots of blocks defensive rebounding, you know, throw it down the court, move it down. I'm hundred percent. I would even like to see them press a little bit more, you know, yeah. put, put the pressure on Like they're good at defense, make them make more of the game about the defense. And by putting the full court press on, I would love to see some steals, easy buckets. If you can just get four or six points out of that and and maybe kill a couple of their momentum, you know, momentum, I would love to see a full court press and, and that high energy. You're, you're absolutely onto something there. And we do, and we do do the press, but I think we do it a little late. In the we game. do it too late, and it looks good. And it's like, ah, oh, we should have went to that earlier. It, but guess, guess what? I will say this, and I know I think we're going to touch on this too. But I was saying this last year during the regular season, and then the ACC tournament came, mm-hmm. and I had nothing to say. We looked phenomenal. Right. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to give. Earl some credit here. I think he's, I think he's, I think he's kind of masterminding this and getting ready for the tournament. Are you suggesting a Bill Belichick approach? Don't put anything I, on tape. I am. I, am. I like I'm, it. I I'm like it. I'm suggesting he's not giving anybody any ammunition going into this tournament, and then he's gonna flip a switch. And that's and it, and if and when he does, I'll tell you again, we're gonna shock some people. Absolutely. I'm excited. Well, look at who they competed with last year. They beat a really good Wake Forest team that would have made the NCAAs if they beat BC. Right. And then they took Miami at a stupid layup at the end to beat them. And we beat and we beat a good, what was it, Pitt? We beat a good Pitt team. Pitt, yeah. In the first game. They're yeah. a solid team. I was I was worried about them because that big boy in the middle, he he was he abused yeah. us the first two games of the season last year. But um, yeah, and then Miami, we we had that game. We we kind of we almost we almost no, we didn't almost. We gave that game away. We did because we had the final shot at the end. Yep, and Makai's never gonna forget that. And guess what? 
going into this ACC tournament, I think that's going to be his chip on his shoulder. Like, nah, good. I happen it again. Yeah, he's, we 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 should all send it to him again. Send it Don't to him. You <laughs> <laughs> might turn his phone off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just in case you forgot, here, check this out real quick. No, I agree though. It's just like when they when they push the ball, when they're up tempo, when they're pressing, playing good defense, like they can't that no one can figure them out, especially that those teams don't want to do that. Uh Miami, Wake Forest, all those teams, the ones they played last year and the teams they're gonna play this year, like they don't want to play physical. The right. BC brings that like big east mentality. We talked about that last week, like that big east, like tough, like let's get down low, let's bang around a little bit. Yes. Yes. You know, like they don't want to do that. Nope. They don't want to, they don't want to, it's this tough they, the defense. No, we just want to, oh. we just want to score and dunk on people. We don't play yeah. defense. <laughs> I love it. I think I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this, for this ACC tournament. That's for sure. You were, you were like the, uh, you were a star of the, of the tournament last year. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> Holly, Holly, Holly Rowe. She, she came up to me and, you know, I'm very outgoing, man. You see this. Yeah. Is, I love this. I love meeting new people. I'm very yeah. This is my personality. I'm outgoing. Um, Holly Rowe came up to us right before the first game. Oh no, the second game. Right before the second game, it said, "Hey, are you Demar?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, <laughs> "Come here for a second. I said, "Oh." I, said, I looked at my wife. I said, "Finally, somebody recognized who I am." <laughs> <laughs> I walked over to Holly. She goes, "Oh, so I just want to ask you a few questions." I said, "Okay." She's she's asking me about the boys and yeah. And, she asked me about their last name. She goes, so why is Makai Ashton Langford and, and Demar is, is Langford? She said, are they are they half brothers? I said, no, they're four brothers. Yeah. And I told, I told her the story. And then she goes, okay, and, and where's your wife? I said, she's right here. My wife is opposite of me. She's, she's, not, she's not outgoing. She don't, she'd rather yeah. just not. She'd rather just not talk until you meet her. Then she's she her personality comes out. But long story short, I said, I said, Sasha, come in. And she's like, <laughs> she she didn't want to come, but she came over and she asked us a few questions. Every time they scored, they zoomed in on us. Yeah, every single time. When she walked away, she goes, she's on the microphone. She goes, Yep. And that's the mom Langford right there. And then that's Sasha Lane right there. And there's Makai and the mom's dad. And da da. And she looked up at the camera. She was like, and then she walked away. And every time they zoomed in on us, I was getting calls. I was getting texts. They're like, yo, you got more more TV time than the kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was, man, it was a blast, man. I was probably, that's one of the highlights of my life, to be honest with you, man. Was it fun in the Barclays Center, the tournament? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. The, the atmosphere was great. Um, obviously, we, obviously, we played very well in – you know, me and the wife just kept every night we went back to the hotel. He's like, Do you believe this? Yeah. We just knocked this team off. Then the next night, you believe this? We just knocked this team off. Then the next night, it was like, Do you believe this? We just lost at the buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> but it was phenomenal, man. It was like the, the whole experience looking back on it is just second to none, man. My kids playing at that high level. Yeah. There's no TV in the Barclays Center. <laughs> dream come true and they were both doing their thing too they played out of their minds and that's what i mean and that's and that's what i'm expecting and i was i mean i, I went off of that 
coming into this year and haven't gotten it yet. So I'm expecting it going into the ACC. Yeah. So what's the, what's a su- successful outcome for this, this year, this tournament? I mean, for to be honest with you and to leave my, take off my parent hat and, to take off my, my my family connections and all of that for for BC, it's all or nothing, man. It's win it all or or nothing. Be upset. I mean, if you go to the if you don't win it all and you get close and you make the NIT, I think that's a success too. Yeah, I did too. I'm not gonna short them. I'm not gonna short them and say if you don't yeah. go much, man, it's it's a it's a failure season. No. Um it's just about Playing postseason, yeah. Postseason is big. It'd be a first time in a long time for BC since eighteen. And if and if we can do it, that's a success. If we don't do it, then yeah, we got to call it what it is. Right, and then we gotta we gotta come back next year and do back this to the all drum, over back again. to the drawing board. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Yeah. Can I can I end with something real quick? Yeah. All right. I want to shout out. Earl Gray and the staff, man. It's a tough, tough gig. I coach. And when I'm done coaching, I get off the court, I have people telling me, oh, you should have did this, you should have did that, you should have did that. I just want to shout them out because they've been here, what, two years now. Yeah. And they have made progress and they have turned it around. And it's not, it's not appreciated because it's not instant gratification yet. But it takes time to build stuff, man. And they're heading in the right direction. They're trending in the right direction. I want to shout out all the players because they're new to this system, most of them. And they're making it, they're making the best of the situation. They're young kids. And it's not easy. This is this is not easy. They're playing at the highest level and they're playing great competition. They're playing kids that have been gelling for a while, coaches that have been there and that have a system. And I just have to shout them out, man. And it's it's not easy, but we're gonna get it done. And I'm ready to shock the world for the ACC tournament. Shock the world, BC versus everybody. You're already, man. No, no final thoughts. We're that that that's what we're ending on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike yes, drop, Demar. Thank hey. you so much, man. I appreciate you guys, man. This is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I know we were supposed to do it the other night, so I apologize about my deal. No. But this is phenomenal, man. Shout out to you guys doing this podcast. And um, I'm going to get some – I'm going to call the boys, man, and we're going to yeah. get on here soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, my much God. appreciated, man. Uh, any any, any Langford's welcome on here anytime. We, we'll, 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 uh, we'll start saying what's up to Sasha at the games. We'll, we'll warm her up and get her, get her on here too. Please, because once you do, you get her on here, it'll be phenomenal. That'll be, <laughs> it'll be way better go. than this one. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to come on again one. too. Uh, hey, anytime. Anytime. Yeah. 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 Anytime. I got some other things going on too. The basketball yeah. academy and a lot of things. I got a I got a million things to talk about. But this is all about BCs. BC. Yeah. BC versus everybody. That's yeah. Cool. I don't know.